This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Right, what a treat I have in store for you today. Now, the first time he came on the show, you guys messaged me and told me, listen, you have to bring him back. He was amazing on the first time on the show and more, more relevant to a lot of the situations that's been happening recently in the world of football. It's only right I bring on the gaffer himself, Avram Grant, is on the show today and what a show we have in store. Now, I know you might want to hear a lot about Chelsea, but I actually want to hear more about what he's doing at the moment because there's a lot of things very relevant to the mental side of the game and also from speaking to Harvard and doing lectures all around the world. Avram Grant is super active. So we're going to be talking to him um, about what he's doing at the moment, what's happening at Chelsea, and also something you might not know, who better than the man with the best win percentage at Chelsea over the last decade or so to be able to tell us more in the world of football on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Thank you very much for connecting with me on this fine Saturday afternoon, as we say, the only place to be at three. And you know what? I think the conversation between me and this next guest on the way here was just as interesting as it's going to be on the show because we spoke about a lot of things. Now, with, again, I call him the gaffer. So with, with the gaffer, with Avram Grant, normally there's so much more to him than just football. And a lot of things he was talking to me about, family, personal experiences, perspectives, mental health, so many things almost made me feel I wish I had the microphone in there um, while we were talking. It was fantastic stuff. Aram, welcome to the show. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Um, really enjoyed it last time. I am sure I will enjoy this time. Yeah, I mean, you set the bar high after the last episode, so I'm sure this one's going to be just as good. <laughs> um, I know everyone wants to hear about Chelsea, but we're going to save that for later because there's a lot of good things we can talk about. But before we talk about Chelsea, um, boss, tell me about... The mental side of things, especially when you, you do a lot of lectures around the world, and you mentioned Harvard as well. When it comes to these things, what do they normally ask you about? And how do they ask you to relate it to football? Because you mentioned that in the car on the way here. Uh, no, I started to relate it to football a long time ago because mm-hmm. I found out uh, that you can take a lot from the football to other businesses. Because first, in uh, football, there is a lot of emotions. Uh, and uh, second, this is the best, the biggest, I think, uh, pressure environment in the world. Mm. Not because in other businesses there is no pressure. In your business and others, there is also pressure. But here, it's everything under the spotlight. Because when you do business and you do other things, it's you you by yourself. Here, I'm not by myself. As a coach, as a player, there is supporters, there is media, there is owners. 
that came from the business and uh, it's very interesting that after two three months they think that they're experts in football do, do you know that so mm. everybody think that you know everything uh, and uh, especially after the game yeah call it so when you when you are in this uh, big big pressure environment you can take a lot because I think you can see the true character of a person under under pressure and you, and you mentioned character and person now when it comes down to that how do you stay stable and balanced when all these things are happening around with all these pressures from different places when you're managing players players of high profile let's say someone like Didier Drogba as you said earlier how how did you, how is that as a coach how do you manage those people I say to myself and when I say also to young coaches uh, I know there is a lot of noises from outside and from inside by the way from inside mm-hmm. sometimes there's a uh, is more even I say more big things than the, from outside because outside is outside but when there is people from inside that started to shaking the ship as I said this is a, so I say to them the first thing that you need to think is to take professional decisions mm. I know that there is politics and other things in this but the decision need to be completely completely professional what is good for the team what is good for the players how can we do well how can we win the game because this is a game of winning Mm-hmm. Like in like in life you want to be successful yes in life everybody want to be successful yeah. if Omar and me and you will go now in the street and we'll ask people three questions do you want to be successful or uh, do you want to be happy or even if you don't make money if you find me one that will say what one of the questions no mm-hmm. <laughs> I will give you whatever you say so what's happened is the different what people say and you can you say and you can learn it a lot from the football so the decision need to be what is best for the team what is best for the players and And don't listen to other noises because other noises can make you confused mm. but in the other end you need to choose the right stuff that they will give you their opinion because it's a it's when people say it's a teamwork it's a teamwork between the staff mm. it's very difficult to manage football now but it's but it's the best challenge I ever did in my life is one of the hardest things when you're coaching a team silence or quietness in a dressing room it's You mean sorry so when you're in a dressing room normally is because everyone can talk yeah. and everyone can add their opinions and sometimes at the same time you miss opinions is one of the hardest things in coaching is actual getting them to listen to each other to go silent yeah in the dressing room is uh, a little bit more easy because it's me and the players and uh, the conversation can go as as if I may say as I want or mm-hmm. as I think it's the right thing to do I like when people uh, people say their opinion as long as they know there's only one man to take that uh, the final decision mm-hmm. the problem is the noises from outside that mm-hmm. come to the players come to the agents sometimes not come to them some to the people around them and they are very young players and they say to them oh this man say to do this this man say to do this this mm-hmm. man And sometimes they forget that the, the, the only thing that they need is to perform mm. and as you mentioned before you can like you can take a lot of these things for their business and to other side how to concentrate how to focus on the right things and not listen to noises from outside and the, in football there is a lot of noises trust me oh, yeah. you know how many people suggest me uh, which team to pick which tactics which uh, this and this mm. also say to the players and remember the agents around the players and the families and everything and And uh, you know you was in football, you wasn't with a team, you know the difference between the players that are playing and the players on the bench. So it's a big, big challenge in football, but it's a big challenge also for me because I need to to fight the right the right things, how how we will do well. And I will tell you a secret. 
the, it's a factor of winning, but not even one team in the world won all the games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even Very one. True. So it means that during, during this journey, you need uh, to recover from things. You need, when you are doing well, to be careful. You are not, uh, it's not, it didn't finish yet. And this is, I think, even in life, because in life, there is everybody have uh, ups and downs. Mm. How you deal with the ups and how you deal with the downs. Absolutely. H- how have you approached the situation when the outside influences have tried to influence your dressing room? It, it depends, because uh, in the dressing room, I have, let's say, 25 players, between 25 to 30 players in the squad, and each one of them is different. So mm. it depends what is the situation, what's happened, and who is the person. Some some players are very, very strong, and some players, even stars that you think that they are strong, they are not so strong. Uh, they are a little bit weak, and uh, it depends on the noises from outside. And uh, I can tell you, but... There is a lot of influence uh, from outside about the players, even they say no. By the way, there is a lot of influence from outside of, and the owner. I think the owner is yes. more, the owners are more influenced from outside than the players. Mm. And I can, I, can, I can feel and smell and see that many decisions of the owners come from because of the people from outside, not because they want to do that. Yeah. And uh, I think today you need also to make, uh, if, I could, if I could make school for owners, I would do that. Because Very I think they point. damage the team. And when they damage the team, they damage themselves. Even they're doing a lot of good things. They put money, they want to do everything. But this is the only business in the world that uh, people can come and after three, four months, they think that they know everything. Mm. I'm in the football business uh, more than 45 years and I still feel that I don't know everything. Yeah. Mm. And when you, when you do uh, come into a club with a strong owner, do they tell you they're going to have an influence in your decisions early on or is it something that grows within time? No, and, uh, I will tell you like this. I'm saying it also in my lectures, you know. Mm-hmm. I said uh, it's like a honeymoon in the beginning. <laughs> mm. So everybody is happy. Everybody is uh, want to do the best for the team. Everybody, the staff, me, the coach, the owner, everything. Uh, what to say, we set some strategy. I know what the what the team need, what uh, what what they can afford. Chelsea is not Portsmouth, and Portsmouth is not West Ham. By the way, in West Ham, my my, my big mistake is it was that uh, in the beginning I didn't feel that they don't want to f- the, to give money and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought the, uh, because in the beginning everything is honeymoon, yes. and then started the problems with the results because uh, you cannot win all the games, and then you can see that after. Let's say two losses, one owner is very calm and the other is very nervous mm. and the other is have influence. And I tell you, I was in the boxes of your owners. If we spoke about the influence about the players, I saw about the influence about them. You know, I was in a big, big owner, I will not mention his name, <laughs> and his friend, the oligarchs, came to say to him, the coach lost it. In right. the beginning, I saw that he lost something. I said, well, what did he lose? He yeah. said, ah, he lost it because his substitute was not so good. I said, ah, so you think every substitute will be good? Because... People are not on the football don't understand. This is a very emotional game. This is the only business in the world that one plus one is not two. Mm-hmm. So you need people with experience that will deal with everything. And we see sometimes uh, when you see young coaches that there is no mature people against them, uh, near them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so good. And the, if I may say about myself, the best thing that I did when you know, 30 years old, they gave me they, they gave me the chance to be in the Premier League in my country, which it was huge. And I took an assistant that was 25 years older than me. Mm. They asked me, what do you want? I say, I have a lot of experience. So I want his 
his opinion. I didn't pick his opinion all the time, but I think so. So this is a this is a job with a lot of influence. But mm. like in any other job, even when you come to make a, a business, I know that when you come to buy something, some people say to you it's good, some people say not good. You need to calculate and take your own decision. But in football, I can tell you that the 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 decision need to be pure professional, pure. And Absolutely. then what what the other things? I told you it was going to be good. That's the first segment out the way. We're going to play a little song for you now, and we'll be right back after the break. Enjoy it, guys. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for spending your fine Saturday afternoon with us here on Pulse95 in the heart of Sharjah. i got to give a special shout out to, if I can pronounce the name right, Gaffer, let me know. Romy? Romy. Romy, see, I, I had Romy the, the pronunciation She's as well. Romy, who we spoke to on the way here. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the boss. She gave daughter. me the permission to come here. Yeah. Uh, oh, my daughter. There she's, we go. Well, she's I have 24, to, but she's my boss. I, I have her to thank then, and mm-hmm. Danielle as well, your son. So yeah. thank you very much for the lovely children of uh, of the gaffer who are tuned in and, uh, and locked in with us. Now, gaffer, I have to say, it wouldn't be right for me to have a show with you on, especially under the circumstances of everyone is talking about Chelsea right now. And among those things that people are talking about is what's happening at Chelsea and, and what goes on behind the scenes. I will share something with the audience that I saw you about two weeks ago and we, we train at the same place. Shout out to Safe, by the way, uh, and, yeah. and, and Transform, who allows us to train there. So we were training in the same place and then I looked at you and you gave me the smile. And I said, how are you doing, Gaffer? You said, I'm doing good. Always good to see you, Omar. And then you said, just don't ask me about Chelsea. <laughs> okay. So clearly you knew something was happening. Um, what's been happening at Chelsea? No, first, I told you this because if you remember, I did a good drill and I was in a good shape <laughs> in the gym. Tell the people that I was in a good gym and a good uh, shape, you know, because my aim is to go back to play football. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yes. No, I don't know what to go behind the scenes uh, too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read in the paper a lot of things and even I say in the media that nobody, even people say, people call me and say you have the best percentage of winning and then it was one time in the media that I'm going to come to work with alongside with Frank and then I will be until the end of the year. Then Was there any truth in that, by the way? Nobody, nobody spoke with me about this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nobody spoke with me about this. Uh, I heard that people in the in the club talked about this. Yeah, and uh, sometimes the people have interest to to give it to the media, you know, mm. if, and uh, from different reasons, which I can guess why. Yeah, but uh, uh, but nobody approached me. But to tell you honestly, you know, you don't need to be a genius to know that something happened in Chelsea because every day was in the media something there, mm-hmm. something here, something there. Maybe Frank will be there, maybe Frank will not be there. And the end of the day, like uh, many things happen in Chelsea, the rumors become true and, uh, and there is a new coach now. Mm. New do, you, do you feel that, before we move on to the new coach, do you feel that Frank was given a fair chance at Chelsea? I think, look, they, they first they gave him the chance. And, you know, he was one year, the last year uh, he was the coach and this, uh, they gave it the chance. Uh, I think I said one more than one time that uh, 
Chelsea need to to how do you say to check themselves how to check the, how they uh, pick the coaches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because when you pick a coach it doesn't mean that you you pick also a good coach or a good manager you pick a philosophy right if, if right. I now to need to to decide between Alex Ferguson or Sen Wenger uh, Jorgen Klopp uh, uh, Jose Mourinho of I, I gave you and Pep Guardiola each one of them is different mm-hmm. it's amazing six biggest coaches in So you need to do not just to take good coach what is good for the team Pep Guardiola is good for these things the other uh, uh, Jose is good for other things everybody have other other philosophy of football mm-hmm. uh, Wenger changed Arsenal because he came with one philosophy that I remember that I spoke with David Dean about this uh, why did you choke, uh, take him because I didn't want that they will say again boring uh, boring uh, Arsenal yeah yeah and I knew that with this guy we can do that so he choose John Jeman there is a philosophy how to treat players be behind And I think in this in clubs Chelsea also need to think which is the coaches because no coaches more than uh, almost two years mm-hmm. they, they didn't uh, it was with sorry it was with Conte it was with other things and the owner put a lot a lot of money in a lot of efforts mm-hmm. uh, he, he want of course he wanted uh, the team to, uh, to do well and uh, so if, if you choose a coach you choose a philosophy you know what happened you need to be a little bit uh, more patient mm-hmm. and what I can say that you uh, It's not only the owner because in, in this time of Chelsea we know that uh, uh, Abramovich is not there so we depend on the information that people can give him from inside it's mm-hmm. not only about the results because also man United had the bad bad results in the mm-hmm. beginning of the mm-hmm. season but the people was very close to there so the people that took decision decided to continue with uh, social if you remember all the media said that uh, he should be he, out he, he should be out yeah yeah So I think in, in this case uh, yes uh, you know always they need to check themselves mm. say why we always have not more than two years mm. so two or, or maybe to choose a philosophy that the coach need to be one and a half year and go home yeah so two points on that when you were talking uh, that had a light bulb in my head the first point is from those six managers you mentioned which one suits Chelsea's philosophy I could if I could uh, choose if you could choose if yeah. you could choose I could choose I could choose uh, Jorgen Klopp <laughs> Okay, excellent. I so think I think he is the best and uh, by the way I that's what I thought uh, many years ago. Yes. Because his energy is the way that he's playing football. He's good because the dream of Abramovich also to have style of a team. Yeah. Style of a team attacking uh, and other things and uh, uh, you know you was I think in my lecture a dream is a vision. Vision yes. is a target. <laughs> Yeah. So when you have it when you set the target you said who will who will fill the target which players which staff and which owner can win so all the coaches are good I like a lot what Wenger did in Arsenal it's mm-hmm. amazing I remember but remember and I like also what Alex Ferguson did there but mm-hmm. remember that Arsenal Wenger started not so good this f- first Correct. season first year and uh, Alex Ferguson didn't Almost win any title in three years mm. so imagine he was in in the clubs today with the owners today no Alex and no Wenger mm. uh, that's, and that's a good point because if if Alex Ferguson or Sir Alex Ferguson or Arsene Wenger were at Chelsea under the pol- uh, policy and the philosophy that Abramovich has they might have not even been able to show their skills to the Chelsea fans of how good they really are in the current world of football and So that's a very interesting interesting point you made but but I want to say to you once it's not just it's not just Chelsea mm-hmm. Chelsea is more because the Chelsea Abramovich put a lot of money people say but the philosophy of uh, of uh, Abramovich as we saw is, is with the team is down let's say four or five months the coach uh, uh, pay is going home yeah so the coach is not hit before yes as I told you except me that uh, I was a uh, 
I I didn't continue. Even the team was on the way. No doubt, the team the team was on the way up. Yeah. Except me, from different reasons. I say all the coaches were so they know it from before. Mm. So if I go, even it's not that the 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 the, the team is choosing the managers. The manager is choosing the team. Yes. If yes. you go to to club like Chelsea, you know that this is it. You will get everything. Yes. He will give you everything. The the, the owner and he give it from all his heart. Yeah. It's not that the players. It's the players. All the facilities around mm. he's giving you everything but you know that if you don't well you will go so if you don't want don't go there <laughs> Ab- absolutely if you don't want don't, don't go there but it's not the Chelsea today it's it's many clubs today yes many clubs today what happened in Man United now it's a little bit uh, different you know yeah. because uh, there was patient with Solskjaer even uh, the thing but in other clubs also look even Tottenham but yeah. Pochettino did very well and after uh, the year that he came to the Champions League final second place after half a year he was not there so we cannot also say it about uh, about Chelsea today I can say that if, if Chelsea was uh, I would say um, I would say a little bit different now I think the, clo- the clubs that have patience are different are different they are uh, unique I'm sorry yes they are very very unique how many clubs now have patience how many uh, that's uh, that's a really good good point actually and I think that's why you don't see for long term success you know mm. hmm. um, one last question before we take a break do you think if um, Roman Aramovich was in the UK that Lampard would be given more time because he'll be able to see things with his own eyes rather than relying on the team when him not being in the country um, had an influence on that? I cannot answer this question because maybe he would take the decision even before or after. I yeah. cannot say. But I say in, in, the, in this situation, his information is from the results, mm-hmm. from the, how the team is playing that he can see in his own eyes all the other information because it's not like this because why you give a, a, a coach a chance when he, when he, when he's not doing well because you trust him that he will change turn around the team mm. and this you can see in the training and in, in the in, in the training and then you see in the dressing room i remember that when i was a guest of alex ferguson uh, i think uh, in 2000 no yes 2001 i remember and alex said to me everything you can see in the tra- training in the dressing room I say I remember I was a young coach from Israel, and he said to me, "Everything you can see in the dressing room and this." And I can tell you, as a coach, a lot of my decisions was not based on the game. It was based on the training. It was on the base of behavior of the train of the. Uh, here you can see the character. Here you can see the true thing. Mm. You can see a lot. So also the decision of the owners is based on this. You know, when you when you how do you say? Uh, Far from the high, far far from the heart. So I can say this: uh, far from the far, far from the eye, far from the right decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, I told you. All right, we're gonna. I want to ask you more questions. <laughs> we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back after this. Enjoy, guys. This is the halftime show with Omar Aduri on Oh, he loves the fire. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Adori. Thank you very much for connecting with me today. You know, if we didn't have to take a break, I would be talking all throughout the hour. Some incredible stuff behind the scenes as well. And thank you very much for all those who are tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Adori. Make sure I've left Avram's 
uh, tag on Instagram. He's quite active on there. Make sure you follow him as well on Instagram. Right. So we've spoken about the mental side of things. We've spoken about Chelsea. There's a couple of questions that have been coming in. Um, I'll take your question, Hassan, first. He said, as he said, Man United were patient with Oli. In the end of the season, United didn't win anything. Will United still be patient with Oli and keep him? Question to Avram. What do you think? I have a good answer for this. Go ahead. It's uh, it, as I said again. Uh, I cannot answer this question. That they need to answer mm-hmm. because they are with the team. Mm-hmm. They need to see a few things. If the team developing as a team and as a as a as a uh, the individuals. Yeah. If they are good, in, if we develop them, and this is the job of the coach, a good mentality. Mm-hmm. I will tell you an example. I think eight years ago, eight years ago, uh, Bayern Munich, uh, the Jupp Hankes was the coach. Mm-hmm. They lost the title to Dortmund. Mm. They lost uh, the cup. Mm-hmm. Klopp was managing at that time, correct? Klopp, yes. yes. And they lost to... Uh, and they, they lost the Champions League final to Chelsea, yeah. which was very unique because there was, if you remember the final, it was 21 corners for Bayern Munich, mm. one corner. To this. So I know many owners that we say, we are Bayern Munich, we lost the three titles, the coach will go home. But they took a decision, I spoke with Romanigan and others, they said that he will continue because they think that he need. He is the guy that is inside, so yeah. he, he knows what he did wrong and how to make the t- 10, 20 percent extra mm-hmm. that will take the taxes. A year after, they won the cup, they won, they won everything, they won everything. So it doesn't mean if you take taxes or not take taxes. It's it mean if you see, then the management need to be with a good eye. And that's why they, they need a good director mm-hmm. to sit and say, oh. He is the man that can do that. Yeah, I know. Is like many, many. You remember the your pancakes? Yes, of course. Yeah, you remember, I know many owners that will say, "Oh, we lost everything. Go home." But they took a decision that, if you remember, uh, Alex Ferguson started two, three years, didn't win anything. Mm. But the management saw a lot of progress and say he will take titles. I did. I don't think that they could imagine that we take more, so many titles, yeah. including Champions League final that they didn't deserve against Absolutely. me by penalty. <laughs> <laughs> But luck is part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so what I want to say, it's you need to be inside and see. It doesn't matter if they take tackles now or not, because Man United need the club that from ten years need to take a little uh, ten titles. I see uh, in all of this, they need yeah. to take titles. So they need to decide if he can do that. That's, uh, again, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about all these these things, and I'm gonna probably send these questions to you right after the the prayer. But there's a few things I want you to think about while we go into the prayer. First thing is. Patience is a dying breed in the, in the modern game. Play, uh, coaches like Arteta, Solskjaer, and even previously Frank Lampard have suffered from the pressures of the modern game. If we had fans, do you think there would be more pressure or less pressure? We're going to take a break. I'm going to let you think about that, and then you can give them your answer. Oh, this is, I need to think about it. <laughs> okay. But I will tell you from now on, uh-huh. in any case, I prefer, I prefer that the stadium will be full. Okay. This is the Halftime Show. With Omar Alduri on Pulse 1995. Oh, he loves the fire! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Well, let's get ready to rumble! Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Alduri. Thank you very much. 
for spending your time with us and I hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Shadra Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for spending the hour with us. Special shout out to Romy and Danielle as well, because mm-hmm. Romy is the boss, as we realized from the boss's boss, um, that she's the one that helped him come on the show. And thank you very much for everyone who's connecting with us online. Right, okay. Gaffer, no, no interruptions now. Before the break, I asked you uh, a question and I said, do you think that the managers such as Arteta, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and recently Frank Lampard would have had a different outcome had there been fans in the stadium? This is a really, really good question uh, uh, because they are former players of the, support, uh, of the club. So mm-hmm. I think they will have... Uh, more patience for the supporters in uh, one hand, but the other hand is a game of results. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it will be influenced about the owners or not, I don't know, I cannot tell you. But we need to think that the uh, owners is also, you know, it's a human being and there, are, there, there is influence uh, from them, from mm-hmm. inside, from outside, like about coaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is influence about that. But I can tell you one thing that uh, I spoke with a lot of players and it's not secret. I hope, I hope the supporters will come back to the stadium because and then I, then I, don't, I will not de- need to think about this question mm-hmm. because for one thing is for sure it started to be boring without supporters. Yeah, And you mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo had a chat with you recently and he spoke to you about the power of the fans and that sometimes players can actually be energised by the fans, whether it's for you or against you. Can you tell me more about that conversation? Yes, Ronaldo was here in the ceremony that they, they gave him the award of the player of the decade and he spoke about this. He yeah. spoke about this. They asked him about the supporters. So he say the support is very important. Not even in uh, uh, the, when they are for me. Even they are booing me. It's yeah. giving me energy. Yeah. Because you you know, imagine that you have a theater without uh, without it's the same, more or less. So the beginning, you know, I was against uh, to play without supporters. Now I think it's a good idea because, uh, you know, because of the alternative, not to do anything. Uh, so it's a good thing. But then the other thing, supporters, and I can tell you as a coach, even you go to a away game in Anfield and all the all the supporters against you is, a, is an energy. And we need this energy. Interesting. Um, you spoke about earlier uh, the different types of owners. Now, if you were under, let's say, we're going to give you two examples. One is uh, Arsenal, which is the ownership has been criticized, Stan Kroenke, etc., the US, with plenty of successful businesses, and that's what football is now, it's a business. Would you rather be an, under an owner like him, where he gives you more freedom to, to you know, do your job, or would you be prefer to be under someone like, let's say, Abramovich, who's more hands-on, or Daniel Levy at Tottenham, who's more hands-on as a chairman? No, I can. I cannot. You even the owners are not the same. You know, as as you say, the Americans came with different approach. Mm. Uh, uh, Russian with different approach. English with different. You know, at the end of the day, but all of them are business people. Mm-hmm. And when they ask me sometimes, few of them, I say to them, "Look, this is not a normal business. One plus one is not two. I remember that one of the owners said to me after two years, "But you didn't tell me that it's not even six. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a lot. A game with a lot of emotions. This is a game. But uh, you know that the players." that get even a lot of money depend on emotions and the emotions come from the supporters and everything and uh, but at the end of the day when you need to take a decision I always say to them warm heart but cold mind you mm-hmm. need to be with cold mind I say to coaches and I say to, to the owners 
And I, I prefer that I come to, a, when I come to a team and we will to speak before about the philosophy, what I believe, what the team is believe, see if it's going on together, mm. and then to go with it. And even the things in the beginning are not so well or in the middle are not so good, well, stick, stick with it. I can tell you that if it's going, if it's one year to one and a half year, it's not going well, it's okay. Mm. I, be, I will live by, by myself. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need the owner that will tell me what to live. Yeah. But sometimes, look, when we need the players, when things are not going well, When we need the stars, for example, when, when we, we spoke about Ronaldo, yes. I need him when things are not going well that he will do what he, he wants. So I need it from owners and owner needed also from the, from the, from the coaches. It's a teamwork. Mm. But if we go back to my lecture, you know the call of my lecture, win your mind. Yeah. And what I say in win your mind, the true character of person you see when you are very successful, that he wants to do more and more and don't think that he is God. And when things are not going well, to know that he didn't finish yet and we can continue. So it's a teamwork. It's everybody together. Yeah, very interesting. Um, when it comes down to win your mind or when it comes down to you, you know, speaking with different coaches, has there anyone out there that stood out for their philosophy, as we mentioned, or their unique strategy when it comes down to coaching? I know you went to, you've been to Alex Ferguson's sessions. You've been to other coaches' sessions. Has anyone stood out for you in terms of their philosophy and how unique they are as a coach? What do you mean exactly? So, for example, when you went to watch uh, a training session or when you went to meet a coach and you saw the way they do things, did any one of the coaches stand out for you? Uh, look, uh, when I was young, uh, I decided that I would spend uh, all my time to see coaches mm. around the world because, you know, we like to look about the success, but success is the head of the pyramid. I, I, would, I was very interesting about the way to success, what they are doing in the dressing room, how they think before the training, what they think after the training, how they behave in a good time, how they behave in a bad time. And I remember that my first first uh, uh, meeting was with, uh, you don't you are young to say, to remember this, it was uh, Liverpool with Bob Paisley. Oh, Bob Paisley, wow. Okay. And I met Ian Rush, by the way, here in Dubai. Ian, Ian Wright. Wright. Ian Rush. Oh, Ian Rush, okay, Rushy. Rushy, Rushy, yes. Okay, He's here right. in Dubai, He's still here, by okay, the way. Okay, okay. Tell him to come to the show, he will be happy. I, I would come. love to. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> person. And he spoke with that about Paisley and everything, about his approach and mm. everything. And it was very, very... I pick a lot of things from you that I cannot tell you that I learned a lot from the coaches. I, I didn't think took anybody like all the package because I thought I started with a small team and then I was in a big team and then the national teams and then the guard national team. So each one is different, but I learned a lot from it. I can tell you that uh, I remember that uh, Alex Ferguson was very impressed and I was in the early days of him, not mm -hmm. the earliest, but after five, six years. How he was in the dressing room, how he was, how he was, can be friendly with the players and then kill them when they need. Yeah. Which I think uh, this is the right things to do. And I would develop with the time. There were 20 years ago, it was like this. Now it's different. You know, we came to the area that everything is instant. You know. How do you think Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson would cope up against Pep Guardiola and Klopp in the modern game? Fantastic. I tell you why. Because I think. Uh, the biggest, biggest advantage of Alex Ferguson is not tactical. It's a strategy, what to do with players, and second, to adapt to a new situation. Alex, in the last year, was not Alex like 20 years. Okay, mm. the basic was there, mm. but you remember, it was very tough in the beginning, and in the end, it was not to do, to, to, when to be friendly, one not. Yeah. Even just by the tactics. Yeah, he always bring his assistant coach that can help him in things that he didn't know. Mm. So I think, 
if uh, you know Charles Darwin say a very good quote that I like he say is not the strongest who survived or succeed is not the clever one who is uh, survival is only the guy that can adapt to a new situation nice. and I think Alex was the best in thing he could adapt always and I see today even young players that cannot adapt to the new situation because they think that they are still a players mm. and uh, this is of course you Of course people with experience have advantage mm. but still you need to adapt <laughs> excellent now um, Gaff I can't let you go without asking you about the Premier League at the moment is is one of the most insane uh, seasons we've had outrageous with all these results that are happening from Aston Villa Southampton West Ham uh, doing so well what's your take on the Premier League and and how do you see the league ending? I think first we need the uh, we are very angry about the corona but we need to say thank you to the corona I mm-hmm. think the corona have a big influence about the results about what's happened I think uh, for example uh, Liverpool with the home games could achieve more mm-hmm. not much more but they can achieve more points and uh, all these teams and there is other teams that feel uh, good when they're uh, without the super pressure of the supporter even ev- everybody you know that so, and we talk about uh, in the break about players that feel better when there is no supporters most of them want the supporter but mm. feel better because they don't like the pressure of uh, of this but I think the Premier League is very exciting this year because in the end of the day we like competition yeah and last year we was only one team and now we have So many teams that can find it's not also did you mention Leicester that they were very very good season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. city city is uh, showing good Liverpool still have the uh, the players to do that and mm-hmm. the and the coach and other teams I think maybe eight teams can take the ta- the champions who's gonna win it I have a feeling that Manchester Manchester City oh, <laughs> I was worried you'd say Manchester United no, I, I have a feeling that Manchester <laughs> City because uh, I don't think they, they are playing great 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 but I think uh, they are very stable and they play good football and very stable and, but I think they have a big problem now when uh, De Bruyne uh, uh, will miss and I think uh, this can cost them and I think this is the opportunity this year of Man United a big big chance really yes yes who's the dark the, horse who's I, th- I think I think if United know to play not only about counter-attack and yeah. to hold the ball you know and play good yeah they can take the champions and uh, some of our listeners here are asking you what are your predictions for the Manchester United or the Arsenal versus Manchester United today you know what I say to my son <laughs> when he asks me what do you think I say I think that Manchester United win but maybe Arsenal and <laughs> <laughs> can be a draw <laughs> I don't, it will be a very very tight game I think mm. and uh, very tight game Okay, thank you. Um, Gaffer, honestly, it's been an honor to, to host you again. I know you're doing some fantastic things out there. Can you share with us uh, any of the projects you're doing and also or where we can follow you? I know I left your tag on Instagram, Avram Grant underscore. Um, there is any projects coming up? Yes, we are doing a lot of projects now when coming up. We are starting now. We just uh, started with the Eastern Ground with my friend that is running it uh, because he wants to do it like a center of... Uh, Of the mental side and mm-hmm. we have a lot of project about uh, how to use experience how to deal with pressure how to deal in the good days bad days and uh, with a lot of tools from any situation even I told you about events that was uh, this week with for my father and how to take the positive things and help people to deal with the different situations including by the way in the corona time because the corona 
is a lot of uh, health problem but also a lot of mental problem fantastic uh, by the way also economic problem yeah. like that too thank you very much what an honor Gaffer thank you my host pleasure you again uh, the car journey on the way back is going to be even more interesting after with the <laughs> statements you've made uh, thank you very much for tuning in uh, to Pulse95 Radio the Halftime Show remember I'm back every Monday Wednesday and Saturday and if you do miss the show you can check out all of our episodes with the fantastic guests such as uh, Avram Grant on the YouTube Pulse95 Radio have a fantastic guys Uh, Have a fantastic day, guys, and stay blessed. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.